0: Welcome to Zichur Dav member by Abraham Goldar, and today Masechus Yuma, Dath Lamed Aleph. The third parak, Amr El-Hem So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah Daf Lamed Amad Aleph taught. The Kolon Gala performs five immersions and ten sanctifications on the Day of Yom Kippur. But al Parva Chutz And all these Tfilas are in the Kodesh, referring to the Azara, atop the base of Parva, except for this first one only. The morning here brings up Rice that teaches that the first philo was Bachol, an unsanctified area, atop the water gate, and it was located on the side of the congado's Lishka. Even though the area under the gate had the Kadusha of the Azara, the chamber above it that housed the mikveh did not, because the roofs of the Azara did not possess the Kadusha of the Azara. Abai said we can deduce from here that Ein Eitam is a little more than 23 amos higher than the floor of the Azor. Rashi explains that Ein Eitam is a spring that supplied water via canals to the mikveh used by the Kongadon Yom Kippur. We learned earlier that all the gates of the temple except for the Ulam were 20 amos high. Since the mikveh on top of the gate was 3 amos high, it must be that Ein Eitam was slightly more than 23 amos higher than the Azora floor. Pointing to the mission state, Persu sudden shall boots <laughs> bein b'nolaveh they spread a linen sheet, between the Kohen Gadol and the people when he immersed. The Gemara asks what's unique about a sheep made of linen, and answers that it's an order, So the Kohen Gadol will realize that the special service of the day is performed with linen begadim. Pointing between the next Mishnah states, Pashit yar the Kohen Gadol undressed, descended into the Mikvah, immersed, al ascended, and dried himself. They brought in the big days of, and he put them on, and he sanctified his hands and his feet. A group of Rabbanins said in the presence of the Rebbe, rapapa that the mission which does not require two sanctifications for the first immersion does not go according to every merit, since he said that the kongala performs two sanctifications each time he puts on nubagadim. The said that even Rabbi Meir would not require two washings here, since he learns a heckish between Peshitta and Lavisha, removing the garments and donning the garments, just as the Kongado washes after he dons the new Bagadim, so too he washes after he removes the used Bagadim. The Rabbanan bring an explicit proof to a from brisa. The Rabbi Meir holds that the kongadal does wash after he removes his Big Day Chol, and then washes again when he dons the Big Day Zab for the first time. So our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Meir. The Gemara goes on to clarify that according to the Rabbanan, who argue with Rabbi Meir, and hold the Kongaro only washed once when donning the Big De for the first time. The tenth washing was performed when he removed his Big De for the last time before he donned his Big De Ko. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah on daf lamit Amon-Alf taught. Chamesh Tefillahs V'Asar Kedushin Torval Kongadu The Kolongadu performs five immersions and ten sanctifications on the day of Yom Kippur. V'Chulam V'Kodesh al Parva Chutz And all the Tefillahs are in the Kodesh, referring to the Azar atop the base of Parva, except for this one only. The Gemara here brings up rice that teaches that the first Tefillah was Bechol, an unsanctified area, al Hamayim, atop the water gate, and it was located on the side of the Kongado's Rishka. Even though the area under the gate had the Kadusha of the Azorah, the chamber above it that housed the Mikveh did not, because the roofs of the Azorah did not possess Kadusha of the Azora. Abai said we can deduce from here that Ein Etam is a little more than 23 amos higher than the floor of the Azora. Rush explains that Ein Etam is a spring that supplied water via canals to the Mikveh used by the Kongado and Yom Kippur. We learned earlier that all the gates of the temple except for the Ulam were twenty amos high. Since the mikvah on top of the gate was three amos high, it must be that Tam was slightly more than twenty three amos higher than the Azora floor. Point of it to the Mishnah stated "Peresu Sadin Shall Boots They spread out linen sheep between the Kongado and the people when he immersed. The Kamura asks what's unique about a sheep made of linen and answers that's an order Shiyanka Boots, so the Kongado will realize that the special service of the day is performed with linen begatim. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, Pashat Yor V'talva, the Kongadol, undressed, descended into the mikvah, immersed, al va tapag, ascended, and dried himself. They brought him the big days oven. and he put them on, vikidish yadav and he sanctified his hands and his feet. A group of Rabans said in the presence of the Rebbe, Rapapa that the Mishnah, which does not require two sanctifications for the first immersion, does not go according to merit, since he said that the Kongalo performs two sanctifications each time he puts on new begotting. A papa said that even Rabbi Meir would not require two washings here since he learns a hakish between Pshita and Lavisha, removing the garments and donning the garments. Just as the Kongaro washes after he dons the new begotting, so too he washes after he removes the used begotting. The Rabbanan bring an explicit proof to papa from a from Mabrisa. The Rabbi Meir holds that the Kongaro does wash after he removes his big day whole, and then washes again when he dons the big day Zav for the first time so our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Meir. The gemora goes on to clarify that according to the Rabbanan who argue with Rabbi Meir and hold the Kongad only washed once when donning the Big Day Zahab for the first time. The tenth washing was performed when he removed his Big Day zav for the last time before he donned his Big Day Hole. Alright, so now we got to our Simferdal Flamedal, and our standard Simferdal is related to the word law. We use a judge. A judge. So here goes. The judge from Ein Etam, who dropped his gavel on the canal that led to the mikvah on the Shahamayim, watched in horror as it sailed down and ripped through the linen sheet. Just as the Kongad finished putting on his Big Day Zahav, and did his first washing. So once again, the judge, the judge, that must mean we're on Lamed Olive. The judge from Eneitam, who dropped his gavel on the canal that led to the mikveh on the Shahamayim, which reminds of the Mishnah of Lamed Alamed Olive taught that all the fields of the Kongado are in the Kodesh, referring to the Azari, atop the base of Parva, except for the first one. The Gemariah brings a Reis that teaches that the first field was Becho, an unsanctified area, atop the water gate, and it was located on the side of the Kongado's Gado's Rishka. Abai said we can deduce from here that Ein Eitam is a little more than 23 Amos higher than the Floor of the Azora. Rashi explains that Ein Eitam is a spring that supplied water via canals to the mikveh used by the Kongado and Yom Kippur. We learned earlier that all the gates of the Temple except for the Ulam were 20 Amos high. Since the mikveh on top of the gate was 3 Amos high, it must be that Ein Eitam was slightly more than 23 Amos higher than the Azora Floor. So the judge from Ain who dropped his gavel on the canal that led to the mikvah on the Sharamaim watched in horror as it sailed down or ripped through the linen sheet, which reminds the mission state of Peresu Sadin Shell boots Benolovenaam, they spread a linen sheet between the Kuangado and the people when he immersed. They were asked what's unique about a sheet made of linen, and answers that it's in order that the Kongado will realize that the special service of the day is performed with linen begadim. So the judge from Ain who dropped his gavel in the canal that led to the mikvah on the Sharmaim. Watched in horror as it sailed down and ripped through the linen sheet, just as the congado finished putting on his big days of hub. And did his first washing. Which reminds the next mission states, the Kongado undressed, descended into the mikvah, immersed, ascended, and dried himself. They brought in the big day Zahab and he put them on Vikidesh Yadavarab, and he sanctified his hands and his feet. A group of Rabandans said in the presence of the Rebir Papa that the mission which does not require two sanctifications for the first immersion does not go according to Reberes, since he said that the Kongalo performs two sanctifications each time he puts on Nubagadim. Rapappa said Rabir would not require two washings, but has brought explicit proof from a Braissa that states he does require two washings. The Gemara goes on to clarify The coin to the Rabbanon Who argue with Rehmer And hold the Kongadol only washed once When donning the Big Day Zahav for the first time The tenth washing was performed When he removed his Big Day Zahav for the last time Before he donned his Big Day Chol So once again The judge from Eneitam Who dropped his gavel in the canal That led to the mikveh on the Sharamayim Watched in horror as it sailed down And ripped through the linen sheet Just as the Kongadol finished putting on his Big Day Zahav And did his first washing Alright now it's time for a four-blot-back Dav Chav So the summer Dav Chav is a kazoo. A kazoo. So here goes. The children who joyously boo their kazoo's kazoo's, that must be more on Dav Chav The children who joyously boo their kazoo's when they saw their non-kohantati skin and dismember an offering, which reminds the more brings a bright on the bottom Dav Chav base The teachers regarding a personal offering have shaped a b'netuch and Their skinning and dismemberment are equal in that they may be performed by a czar. Chizgah brings initial sources for lying. But it's refuted, and after several attempts to identify the source, the Gomorrah concludes that it's from the following passage concerning the burning of the limbs of an Ola. And the Kohen shall cause it all to go up in smoke. What does the superfluous mention of a Kohen come to teach? To exclude flaying and dismembering from the requirement to have a Kohen perform it. So the children who joyously blew their kazoos when they saw their non-Kohen Tati, skin and an offering, were hushed by six Kohanim carrying parts of the Tamid, which reminds the Gomorrah expounds the following passage regarding the Ola offering, they shall arrange the sons of Aaron the Kohanim. They shall arrange implies two. The sons of Aaron implies two. Kohanim implies two. We learn from this that the sheep of the Tumit requires six Kohanim to bring its parts to the ramp. Reboelazer was bothered by the following difficulty. The above Pesach is discussing the old offering brought from cattle, which requires 24 Kohanim to carry their parts. Reboelazer then resolved the difficulty himself. that so The Pesach concludes, Allah then On the wood, that's on the fire, that's on the Mizbeach. Since these words are superfluous, since the previous Pesach mentioned them as well, they must come to teach regarding a matter where they play a significant role. This must be a reference to the sheep of the Tamid. Rashi explains that even if the previous day's arrangement is still burning, a new arrangement must be made for the Tamid. So the children who joyously blew their kazoos when they saw their non-Kohantati skin and dismembered offering were hushed by six Kohanim carrying parts of the Tamid. We heard them all night blowing when their father put wood on the marachah. Which reminds us, Rabbi Zerah objected to a ruling said in the name of Yochanan, that Tsar should see there as the marachah chayev. kun arranged the wood on the marachah is chayev, referring to Misabide Shemaim. Rabbi Zerah said, Do you ever find an avoda that's valid if it's performed at night and yet it's invalid if it's performed by a zar? Since the arrangement of the wood on the marachah can be done at night, it should not require a Kohen. The Gemara objects to Rabbi Zerah's assumption because of two reasons, and each one is refuted. The Gemara concedes that Rabbi Zerah's assumption stands and amends Rabbi Yochanan's statement to Zahar Shesidah Shnei Gezirei Eitzim chayev, A non-Kohen who arranged the two blocks of wood on the Maracha is chayev, referring to Misibidei Shemaim, due to it being a daytime avoda. Dav Chav Ches, so the symbol of chav ches is a strong man, koach. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must be more of Dav Chav ches. The strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived, which reminds us of the opening mission of the third paric states, Amrach Mamuna, the administrator, which Russia defines as the skunk and says to the assembled Kohanim, to go and see if the time of the Shkitan for the morning Tamin had arrived. If it had arrived, the observer would say, Barkai, dawn. Masi ben Shmuel says, Hey, or Pnei Mizrak, the eastern sky has lit up. He would then be asked, As far as Hebron? And he says, yes. Why was this necessary? Because one time, the moon's light rose over the horizon close to morning, and they thought the east had lit up from the sun. And so they shechted the tamid, but then had to take it out to the place of burning. So the strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived, saw an elder in yeshiva to his loyal servant, which reminds us, Rebbe said, Rebbe a partial yeshiva man." From the days of our forefathers, yeshivas did not depart from them. He learns from the presence of the zakenim, of the elders in Mitzvahim in the Midbar, that yeshivas were present there. He continues that Avram Avinu was an elder sitting in yeshiva. As it says, For avram, zaken babi yam, avram was a zakenim, well on in years. Absukim were also brought to prove that Yitzhak and Yaak were also elders who sat in yeshivas. And Eliezer, the evad Avram, was also a zakenim, sitting in Yeshiva, As it's written, avram, alavdo, zaken be avram said to his servant, the elder of his household, who controlled all that was his. Balazar expanded at the end of the Pasakamos called who controlled all that was his to mean Rabbo, that Eliezer had dominion over the Torah of his master. He also interprets the words who domestic to mean Shado Umashka that Eliezer drew from the Torah of his master and gave it to others to drink. Rashi explains that the word domestic is an anachronym of the words "Dola Umashka. He draws and gives to drink. So the strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived the Eldin Yeshiva tells loyal servant to set up an of tavshilin, which reminds us. Rava said, Kima Avram Avinu called toal kula. Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire torah." As it says, "Echav Shama Avram Avinu bishmar bishmarti mitzvah saichu kosei Sai, Because Avram obeyed my voice and observed my safeguards, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Rava said, and some say it was Ravashi, Kima Avram Avinu avilu erev tavshilin. Avram Avinu fulfilled even the rabbanon of erev tavshilin, as is written, in the pasuk torah Sai, my laws in the plural." Akus the peh, which indicates both the written law and the oral law. Dav Ktes, so the sim for Haftes is a cot. So here goes. The prince is lying on the cot, cot. That must be more Davtes. The prince is lying on the cot surrounded by meat roasting on broken pieces of cement, which reminds us Rav Nachum made several statements and included a sim for each one. Two of them were Aver Avera Recha Debisra. Thoughts of sin are worse than sin and the simen is the aroma of roasting meat. Rashi explains that the smell of roasting meat is very disturbing to someone who can't eat it. And the second statement was Migmar Batika Tina Bartina. Relearning old forgotten material is harder than acquiring new knowledge. And the cement is cement made from old cement. Rashi explains that it's hard to make cement by crumbling and reconstituting an old cement wall than by crumbling fresh dirt. So the princess lying on the cot surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement. Woke up in the morning, which reminds us. Ravasi said, Esther Why is Esther compared with the morning? Rashi brings Gomorrah Megill that Esther said, "The capital of zeich, is When she reached the chamber of idols, "Speak to Esther. nisim. To tell you that just as the morning is the end of the entire night, so to the redemption wrought by Esther is the end of all the miracles. When Gemara asks. Well, what about the miracle of Hanukkah that occurred after Purim? We meant to say that Purim is the last miracle allowed to be recorded as part of Tanakh. So the princess lying on the cot, surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning and saw the that she did at night being burned up as well. Which reminds the Mishnah taught that an animal offering that was shechted at night was invalid and required burning. The father of said, Avin taught a b'risa that said, Also the malika of a bird or the kamits of a mincha that was performed at night must be burned. The more asked, While well, it's understandable that a bird ola that was nipped at night must be burned because it's already been nipped and therefore there's no way to reverse the process, why should the kamits be burned? Let the cone return the flour to the pan containing the rest of the mincha and then take a new kamits at daytime. Rabbi Avin's father explained, A klishar consecrates an offering even not at its proper time, therefore, once the komitz was placed in the klisharis, even at night, it can no longer be returned to the rest of the mincha. When this teaching is challenged based on the brice that teaches that anything offered by day is sanctified by day, but not at night, the Gemara answers that the komitz is not sanctified regarding being able to offer it, but it's sanctified enough to become invalid. The Gemara further clarifies that the ton of the brice holds, Laila, em that the time frame of night doesn't render something premature, since the night begins the day in Jewish law, whereas Yom, Mechuser, Zman. The time frame of day does render something premature if it's to be done the following day. D'aflamet. So the simvah of is a molamed, a rebbe. So here goes. The very holy Rebbe, holy Rebbe, that must mean Ron mm-hmm. Duff The very holy Rebbe installed a 12 spell washing station outside the bathroom for his tall meeting to wash their hands. Which reminds us of the Mishnah state stated the general rule called matum Maim Tom Kiddushi Dan Anyone in urinates requires sanctification of his hands and feet, referring to washing from the cure. The Gorah asked, while it's understandable that the feet must be washed, Mishum Sotzos, because droplets of urine fall on them, what's the reason one needs to wash his hands? Rabbi Abba said, this ruling indicates mitzvah le shape, that there's a Rabbanim mitzvah to rub off any droplets of urine with one's hands, since the hands become unclean through this, they too must be washed. Rabbi Abba's explanation supports Rabbi Abba's statement that it's forbidden for a person to go out in public with droplets of urine on his feet because it'll appear like a person with a cup member and I'll cast dispersions on his children that they're mamzerim. So the very holy Rebbe installed a 12-spout washing station outside the bathroom for his hall meeting to wash their hands, and insisted they bring signed notes that they went to the mikvah before entering class each day, which reminds us the next Mishnah states, Ein No person may enter the Azorah to do the avoda even if he is Taur until he immerses himself in a mikveh, Ben Zoma was asked why Kong needs to do the tefillah, even if he's tar, and he answered that regarding the Kolon Gadol Yom Kippur, if one who switches from one holy place in Yom Kippur to another holy place, and from a place of Kar's punishment to another place of Karish punishment, Tong Tefillah, requires tefillah, then is it not a call Gadol that one who switches on any day, Mechola Kodesh, non-sacred place, meaning his home to a sacred place, the base of Migdash, and from a place where there is no course punishment to a place where there is a course punishment should require tefillah? Yehudi disagreed and said, There's only a reminder tefillah, so that one will recall any old Tumma that's upon himself and stop from entering the temple. So the very holy Rebbe installed a 12 spout washing station outside the bathroom for his Talbim to wash their hands and insisted they bring signed notes that they went to the mikveh before entering class each day, even if one was a matzora, which reminds us, the Gemara sought to reconcile conflicting prices. In the first price, Revuda holds that a Mitzvah does not need to do Tevila on the day of his purification because he would already immersed the previous evening. The second price asks what the purpose was for the Lishkas of Mitzrayim. and answers that there the Mitzrayim would immerse themselves before inserting their thumbs and toes into the azora. And Revuda says that not only would Mitzrayim immerse there, Rather, all people immerse themselves before entering the Azores. This contradicts the first price where a states that the Matar is not required to immerse himself on the eighth day. So the Gemara answers that the first price refers to where he immersed the previous day al das Bias Mikdash, for the intended purpose of entering the base of Mikdash. The second price is where he did not, and the Tibio only purified him from the to T'ras. And two more answers are given. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Mishra's. Number one. Which stuff do you know that two Kohanim brought the Shnei eight sing for the afternoon Tamid? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good, number two. Which stuff do you know that six Kohanim brought the parts of the Tamid up to the ramp? That's on Duff. Chavzayim. Good, number three. Which stuff do you know that the Mishnah that says the Konkal did one Kiddush at the first Tviwa does not go according to Remir, who says he did two? That's on duff. Lom Good, number four. Which stuff do we learn that a kamitsa that was done at night is burned and cannot be returned to the flower because the Klishar's was Mekadoshet? That's on Duff. Chaftes. Good, number five. Which stuff do we learn that a linen sheet was used when the Kron Gale went to the Mikvah to remind the Avot of the Day was done in Big Day Boots? That's on Duff. Lom Good, number six. Which stuff do we learn that they would check to see if the Zman of the Shkita had arrived because one time they confused the light with the light of the moon? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Wish that we learned that relearning forgotten materials like making cement from broken pieces of cement. That's on duff. Good number eight. Wish that we have Melchok's Ben Zaman Rehuda whether a tower immersing before entering the Azara is a Dereit Sachiv right or just a Srach That's on duff. Good number nine. Which step we that the spring of Ainatam which supplied water for the Kongadol Gadol on Yom Kippurim, was a little more than twenty-three almost higher than the Azara floor. That's on Dav. Good. And number ten. Which step under learned that Avinu kept the entire Torah, even the abundance such as a Ruvitav Shilun. That's on Dav. Good. And now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which step we have in regarding the baking process of the Minchas Chavitin? That's on Dav good number two. Which stuff to learn the one who says Davemelk sind is mistaken, that's on duff. Nunvavan is good, and number three, which stuff to learn about Birchhas that's on duff. is Excellent, right, that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Vram Goldman wishing you a great day and great learning.